Hey, Crack fans. Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Welcome back, Crack fans, to another edition of the Crack Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We are live at the 2023 Cleveland Open, sitting in the beautiful stringing room for this delightful Challenger event. It's year five. Our Crack Rackets team has been able to come here. Of course, it's year five of the event. And let me just say, this year's event, bigger and better than ever. The reason for that fact is, of course, the guest who is joining me to break down all of this week's action, a returning champion here on our Crack Rackets shows. Man, you know best as a top-notch management. Do everything. It's our tournament director, Alex Guthrie. AG, final day of the event. How are you feeling? Feeling great. Uh, going into final Sunday here. The uh, the bar's already uh, getting underway with some brunch <laughs> activity, so the fans are already here, and they're ready for another great match. You have one choice, Mimosa or Bloody Mary. What are you choosing? Bloody Mary. That is the wrong choice. Bloody Marys are disgusting, but we'll hold that discussion uh, for a different time. What was also disgusting in the most positive way possible was the crowd we had yesterday. Just disgustingly excellent. I have never seen, and I, I said this to Alexander Kovacevic when I spoke to him yesterday, I have never seen a crowd scream on it or use it at a challenger event. That's what we had yesterday, sold-out crowd. Talk to me about what you've seen from this Cleveland community embracing this event. Well, I think the yeah the biggest thing, like you said, is the sold-out crowd yesterday. That's just a testament to the uh, hard work we've done over the last five years to build this event up and get the people excited about the tennis, regardless of who's playing, right? So... I think it speaks to the volumes that people we we don't necessarily need marquee names, although we we have some obviously, sure. but um, pe- people just want to see great tennis and get behind whoever they're trying to get behind in that moment. And yeah, they 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 like to see the comebacks. They like to see um, being 
the backs against the wall and they're just ready to see some great tennis so mm-hmm. no i think this cleveland community and obviously top-notch team has put together this event for five years and we're now approaching year three of the wta 250 tennis in the land event as well i mean you are a tournament director and obviously here an integral part of that 250 event as well i know tennis fans are fascinated uh by this question how do you build a community of tennis fans in an area like how have you guys done it because again I was at both of these events, the WTA event, this one. You don't see these types of crowds for this sort of scale of an event, and yet year after year, it feels like this Cleveland community in particular has embraced tennis, and not just the fans, but sponsors as well. Talk to me about that. Well, I think Cleveland definitely needed pro tennis here, yeah. and and after 34 years was the initial um, hiatus sure. timeline before uh, before the Cleveland Open returned in 2019, so... I really think that now that the community has pro tennis back in both forms, mm-hmm. they're like, okay. We can't is, screw this, this up. Is, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. right? So I, I think that's a big part of it. They they just really recognize how good these players are on the both women and men's side. And they also like to connect with them. They see them play here. Mm-hmm. And then the next week for the women's event, they're on Arthur Ashe Stadium at night on ESPN. Here, a lot of them just got back from Australia, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like I just saw that guy playing Djokovic, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that's a big part of it. They just they truly appreciate how good the tennis is on, on both, uh, both of our events. Mm-hmm. And on the sponsor side, and I don't want you to give away everything because I want our listeners to know if you want to get people to buy in like they have here in Cleveland, you can hire top-notch management to run your event. You can get Alex Guthrie, who Robert Galloway, Alexander Kovacevic, player after player at this event continues to allude to you as the best tournament director in America. And I do think our listeners should know we're speaking with royalty as of that, as of that fact. But, you know, again, uh, to that note, how do you convince a sponsor? Because I, I'm fortunate enough to have been here. Andy Garten and the U.S. Bank team, you know, KeyBank has come back as well. I can point to all the different law firms. I'm not going to give them free ads here. Um, But certainly you have those sorts of programs. You also have things, and I think this is a critical part that I like to hear about as well, Advantage Cleveland, which of course works to broaden opportunities for players and people interested in tennis who might not otherwise receive them. You have the Little Rackets program as well. How do you get these sponsors to buy in? Because ultimately, Mm -hmm. let's be frank, tournaments cost money. You guys, year after year, seem to have found a support group who's willing to put themselves forward and support this sort of effort. Well, uh, first off, to take a step back, I want to—I I mean, the things that Robert and Alex and yeah. a lot of the other players are saying is very kind, but it's really a team effort. Um, I mean, our whole team at Top Notch—they—they uh, they work really hard. I work really hard. Uh, it, it's a big group effort, and it's, it takes a village to run an event. It's not just one or two people, right? So I—I uh, I think that's where we start but um in terms of the sponsors yeah it's just finding the right way to engage them and get them excited about their spend right Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not just them throwing money at a board and hoping they have a good time or just see see a later um x amount of money but it's really engaging with them year round not not just uh during the tournament week and even the cool connections that they make when they see uh Brandon Nakashima, or play with him in a pro-am. The, uh, one of the reasons, we used to do a pro-am here, and some of our bigger sponsors played in that, and now okay. we, we had big names playing it, like Nakashima, and he 
yeah, now that he's taking off, uh, mm -hmm. our sponsor who played with them, was just all, all the time is following him. Yeah, so, sure. so it truly, like, little things like that or like a meet and greet or something like that, engaging them, that's how you get the uh, player connection, and then they could be engaged on a year-round basis with an event that only happens one week a year. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that player side, Ebing Wu versus Alexander Kovacevic is our final. Now, obviously, we joke at Crack Rackets, Ebing Wu still not eliminated from the GOAT discussion because we don't know he's the GOAT yet. That said, you go 28-4 and four over a 32-match challenger run, like, you have our attention. Uh, he's been outstanding, obviously, a rising star. Alexander Kovacevic makes his first ATP semifinal at the end of last season, the former Illini All-American. You get Stevie J, Jack Sock, talented, young, promising stars like two-time Kalamazoo champion Zach Sfida and what was it, Wimbledon Junior Doubles champion, I believe, Alex Mickelson. Talk to me about the player buy-in because uh, you guys have a good week on the calendar, there's no doubt, mm -hmm. but it does feel like year after year, and I was looking through it yesterday, Cressy, Brooksby, Nishioka, Stricker, uh, like all these guys who've made the Cleveland Challenger final go on to top 100 success later on in the year on the precipice of it. How do you get the players to keep showing up? Well, I think you kind of hit on it first. The the week, we have a really good week that we're fortunate sure. to be in. It's right after the Australian Open and before the Dallas 250. So we get um, a better player field that want to get some indoor matches under their belt before going to Dallas. Sure. And so I think that's a big part of it. But also just, uh, I guess, I'd like to think we treat them well. Uh, the facilities here at the Cleveland Racket Club are second to none. Everyone um, raves about them. I, I mean, the restaurant, the food's good. The, they have a brand new workout facility. They're, mm -hmm. go they're renovating a new locker room right now. So I think part of it is that the Cleveland Racket Club management has done a great job just um, improving the facilities, and the players reap the benefits of it. Um, and then also, yeah, the hotel is great. Um, yeah, I, I just think we try to do our best to treat them as well as we can, and um, and, and also bring out crowds. They like to play in front of the big crowds here. And, mm -hmm. I mean, we might have had, yeah, I, we sold out yesterday, as you know. And, yeah, it, it creates a uh, energy on the court that you may not see at other events. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, they're screaming on it. They're screaming use it. And, by the way, if the U.S. Open was held in Cleveland, would Robert Galloway be a 20-time slam champion? <laughs> well. Yeah, and, and I do think the uh, on it and use it, um, I think it speaks a little bit to the college tennis community here sure. as well that Todd Wachowski, the Case Western head coach, has created. So I think people have uh, have seen those matches and get excited by them, and they're just bringing all the language and verbiage yeah. into the uh, professional tennis setting, which is exciting. Every time Westoff and I would be sitting there courtside, and I'm fortunate enough to get to serve as MC, which, of course, I'm grateful for you to, uh, for having me, there's this one fan with long hair uh, yep. who's just the man. Like, you're just like, every event needs one of you at the, the who's just creates a permission structure for other fans to get a little rowdy, like get involved in the match. You need one person to do it because then it's a, it's a flowering effect, right? Then everyone starts to do it. And so shout out to him, name unknown. But uh, yeah, you might know the name. Yeah, we can leave him on there. You know what? We're going to leave him unaddressed, but shout out to him. He knows what he did. Um, all right, with all that said, uh, obviously, I want to talk to you about the WTA event in a second, but final today, Ebing versus Kova, and just the field in general. I mean, what you saw this year, what were your thoughts? Uh, well, I think the, I mean, the field was incredible. Let's, yeah, really let's start was. there. And, and I think even the players that went out early, it wasn't because they necessarily were playing bad. I mm -hmm. think the level of tennis for the players themselves was just, they, they were all playing great. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw in a couple good three-set matches where the level was just incredible. And yeah. 
and some of yeah some of the level is the highest tennis that we've ever seen here at this tournament in five years so shout out to the players of course because <laughs> yeah. they're giving the fans here a great show and uh, yeah, uh, the player feel was great. And then this match today, I believe a uh, indie challenger final rematch. It is a rematch. Kovac six match points. Yeah, so obviously there's a little incentive there. And then uh, a l- little tidbit with uh, with with Kovacevic here is that one of his coaches this week is actually the director of a uh, uh, a country club tennis program sure. that is in the area. So shout out to Alex Panchilla. Yeah, so he's getting all all his uh, club members to come out and support yeah. Kova. So Kova's Kind of getting a little hometown support in a way, uh, you know. It's weird. Uh, it's fun. Like I've never seen a partisan challenger crowd, and they're like <laughs> actually like, no, 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 we're here for Kova. Like, right. let's be clear. No, but but on the flip side, there's so many people that have seen Ebing Wu play before, and they're <laughs> like, this guy is going to be good. So <laughs> I think, both I think everyone can appreciate how good of a final we're about to have here at the top of the hour, and and they're very excited for it. It's going to be delightful. Yeah, it was amazing to watch Ebing, who I'm not saying he played poorly against Kozlov, but yeah yesterday against Sandgren, it was just like, okay, it's time to turn it on. Right. And it was just so clear. And, you know, again, the three-setter between Kova and Stevie, that was top 100 tennis for three oh, hours yeah. consecutively. Like, just yeah. the first strike they were playing. It's been really good action. Uh, of course, really good action this past summer as well at year number two of the WTA Tennis in the Land event. We were fortunate enough to get to go. And, you know, w- shout out to just these Cleveland events as catapults because Ludmilla Samsonova was in the midst of a crazy summer. She wins the City Open, then she wins Cleveland, then she just keeps rocking and rolling. I like to think it's the Cleveland bump uh-huh. that all these players get. Your three, WTA, Tennis in the Land coming up. What can we expect? Well, we can expect another beautiful summer here in Cleveland. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, Cleveland summer is what, why you live in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, for the, sure. The winters are tough, but... Um, build character. They, they, they do build character and make you appreciate the warm weather yeah. a, little, a little more. But, no, I, I think we're just excited to keep growing uh, both events. And Tennis in the Land is no different that we want to make it even better in year three than it was in year two in different ways fan experience hopefully player field although again the player field we've been blessed with a good one the Mm -hmm. first two years of our event and yeah stir up stir up some talk throughout the year of tennis in the land you know yeah absolutely well then let's stir things up now better agent sam or james oh, just kidding okay. i'm just, yeah, just messing wow. with you wow. uh you said stir up it was too easy it was low-hanging fruit the answer is they're both exceptional of course um no i mean again what you guys have been able to do to bring in these players to bring in these events to again a midwest community even more broadly not just here in cleveland but a midwest that was starving for tennis because yes we have the western southern open mm-hmm. but we used to have Indy. We used mm-hmm. to have Cleveland. We used to have all these different pit stops that slowly over time went away. And again, to see what you guys have done to build these two events are phenomenal. Now, I don't want to ask you for a pick because I'm not going to put you on the spot there. I wouldn't ask you to pick against any player, but I am curious for you guys moving forward at Top Notch. And I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday. You know, what is the plan moving forward? Because obviously you guys have these two events. You're working on some other challengers, some WTA events as well. Talk to me about, again, growing these events and that philosophy, why that is something you guys have pursued. That's a good question. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, we right now manage the Columbus Challengers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a hand in the uh, WTA 125 up in Midland. Shout out. Dow Tennis Classic. Awesome event. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I think growing the uh, footprint of pro tennis in the Midwest, because the Midwest it just produces a lot of good talent. It, there's a lot of 
crazy tennis fans, which, <laughs> sure. I mean, you and me included, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. I, I mean, the Midwest is just so great and such a good ground for professional tennis, I think, and I think it's undertapped right now. So hopefully keep growing the uh, professional footprint in the Midwest, I guess. But just in general, I think putting these events on, it, it's so fun to see these players come through and, and kind of reach their potential. And, and, and yeah, I guess being a being a breeding ground for future success. Absolutely. I mean again, you have Cleveland, Chicago started to put on more events yeah. as well and shout out to Kamal Murray, the XS team that facility is built for pro tennis. Yeah. Um it does it, it again, it's been very cool to see this event continue to grow. It is now we're at the point cuz it's 5 years old, right? This thing is potty trained and can walk. Like you see some fans returning year after year mm-hmm. after year and you're like, "Oh, we've met. Like it's good to see you for our our you know, our annual get together." Yes. Um and that's what this event has felt like. It does feel like people dare I say, put it on their calendars. Yeah, it is really cool when people go out of their way to come up to me and say this is one of their favorite weeks of the year. Yeah. And it, it's it's so cool. And uh, to, to, I guess, all of our hard work throughout the year to put this event on that people truly appreciate it. And yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, and you gave the shout out earlier. I want to end the pod here. It's not just you. I know you're the tournament director, but talk to me about the volunteers, the staff, the people who make it happen. Yeah, well, um, also a uh, shout-out to Sam and Kyle, yeah, who, sta- who, who started this event. Yeah, um, yeah they're five okay. Year, five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Kyle was the uh, tournament director the first four years, and they, they trusted me to hand the reins Wait, to me. I was going to say, was this a usurping? Was this like an <laughs> overthrow or a handoff? <laughs> oh, just, just a handoff. It was a, su- no. a succession, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dare I say? No, no, but um, it meant a lot for them to yeah. trust me with this event and keep growing it. But also, yeah, as you know, we have a big staff at Top Notch that we – work hard year round to put on all of our events and also yeah the i mean the volunteers club members ball people shuttle drivers ushers as as you know it takes a village to put an event on like this it it's not just one it's not just 10 it's hundreds of people it's uh the club hosting us it's the uh gm of the club investing in infrastructure it's the members being willing to give up their core time for the week that's not that's not easy teaching pros giving up some lessons in order uh for the for the event so there's a lot of people you could thank and we could spend all day talking about it no absolutely well then here we'll end on this note because i think this is a fun one over under at the end of the year four and a half players in this draw in the top 100 in singles uh, over. Yeah, that's over. an easy. That's the easiest question over. I'll ask you of the trip. But obviously, Jeez. again, to uh, Alex Guthrie, tournament director here, we're immensely grateful you allow our Crack Rackets team to come hang out and you know have some fun, be a part of this event, and as always, just say the word and we will be back for more. No, and uh, uh, obviously appreciate having you guys here and for all you listening with an event out there, bring bring these guys in. They they <laughs> they, they, they honestly make the event. They they give it some character. They're awesome, and it goes it goes without saying that they just elevate the fan experience for the event when, when they're involved. That's very, very kind of you to say. I appreciate the pandering. I appreciate you coming on this show as well, Alex. Be safe, be healthy. Always a pleasure. No, thanks for having me, Alex.